Welcome back, Panther fans. I'm David Brown, along with Ryan Graham. Hey. And Tim Thurber. Evening. And this is State of Atlanta. You don't know what time of day people are listening to this, Tim, to say evening. Always evening. It wasn't evening before. I'm pretty sure everybody was listening during their uh, commutes before. Now, who knows? The listens come in very, very randomly. But oddly enough, consistently, every day we're still getting... uh, so unless people are uh, still finding time out of their busy, busy lockdown schedules to listen. So appreciate <laughs> That's that. Good. Yeah. Thanks everyone. So how are you guys holding up this week? <laughs> Awkward. All right. uh, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's whatever. Yeah. yeah. So Tim, tell us uh, what the other side of the world is like, not having kids to deal with at home during all of this. I, I just constantly wonder what all the parents are doing and how it's making their lives that much more fulfilling. Oh, it's not. More feel, I'm missing out. Whatsoever at no. all. Oh, it's not more fulfilling whatsoever at all. It's no. like a, a lot of regret, a lot of shame, um, a lot of just uh, thinking about like way things could have been. Yeah. A little tension maybe. <laughs> Why me? It's always greener on the other side, right? <laughs> Well, honestly, like I, we talked about before, it wouldn't be that bad uh, either way. If I had to be home with my kids all day long, every day, that's one thing. If mm-hmm. I had to work from home 100%, that's another thing. But you combine the two, it's just a recipe for disaster. It doesn't work out well. So They don't want you to work? No, no. They, they want uh, to do everything to keep you from working. Like, yeah. uh, you get on a conference call, like, all right, can you be quiet for 15 minutes while daddy takes his call? Okay. Five seconds later, Daddy, can I watch this? Daddy, I'm hungry. Daddy, this, Daddy, that. And I'm like, yeah, it just doesn't work. Doesn't yeah, work. what she heard was, I have leverage. <laughs> right. <laughs> if I annoy you enough, I'll get what I want. He won't do anything. They have me on a recording of him uh, beating me. In the th- no, I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to use that to sound like it's uh, actually uh, making myself of anything, but. Well, and I don't mind my kid like jumping on a conference call on accident, but like we um we don't put clothes on her very often because it's just like whatever you know you're around the house. Right. Yeah, our kids have kind of worn the same pajamas like from one day into the next onto the, the next day. I try to get them. I like to see them in clothes because it just makes me feel like a real day has happened and like real yeah. things have transpired. It's not just uh, living at home twenty four seven without getting out at all, but. Uh, it doesn't always happen. Clothes, something's on them normally. I try to um, get out of the house for at least a walk every single day. So, yeah. and I've been bringing her. She's been getting, becoming more adept at her tricycle, which is really adorable. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, our kids gotten really good at navigating the Facebook portal and being able to talk to it to call Granny and stuff like that. So. Yeah. I'm sure she appreciates that, right? Yeah, she wanted, you can do like a, you can share videos. So like her and her cousin, they like do these YouTube dance videos together and everything. And she's asking me to do it. I'm like, I don't know how to do it. Ask your mother. And my three-year-old's like, I can do it. I hand her the remote. Boop, 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 boop. She has the freeze dance video on. So nice. nice. Yeah, students are passing the teacher. But anyhow, uh, let's get into some Georgia State news. There's not a lot this week. I was going to say, what do you, what do you, what could you possibly have? Well, I want to ask Tim if we had any update on the basketball tournament with the Panther family team. We are still ineligible right now. 
And obviously with coronavirus, who knows if they're going to have the tournament either. How many more people do we need to get to sign on to be a fan to get us that eligibility ranking? Because it's like 64 teams, right? Or is it 48? It is. So it's 64, 64 teams. Uh, it doesn't, there's no kind of formula there. I asked, I reached out and asked, like, what, what does it take and just have fan support? And I'm assuming at some point money, but yeah, like everything. Funny. Well, I mean, eyeballs, eyeballs on the TV feed of everything, I think is going to be a big deal for it. So even if you're not necessarily a right. fan, if you just want to, you know, see, I don't know why would you want to do it if you're not a Georgia State fan. Why would you listen to this if you're not a Georgia State fan? That part was um, kind of confusing to me, though, that it said ineligible and was, like, red. I was like, why would I do this if we're ineligible? Like, why are, Why am I giving them my data if we're not even – like, eligible means yeah, something, right? That, if, that, that entire site could use a lot of things to get you more excited about it. Like, and it should be pushing yeah, you. Because, yeah. like, when I first looked at it, I still didn't – I signed up for it just because it was something Georgia State, and I don't care about my privacy as much as you do. Right. So uh, I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll plug my, my info into there for everything. Social security, whatever, man. That's fine. And I you still go. didn't even know what I was signing up for at the time. And I went, I did go back to look at the page today to see we, where we were. And I agree with you. It's just a big red uh, ball that says ineligible, not like, yeah. not like pending or, you know. Uh, it shows one team accepted right now. And then like not qualified or something, you know, awaiting qualification, pending qualification or something like that. But not eligible or ineligible makes it sound like there's no hope. Yeah, like, like like the team didn't fulfill the number of players that need to be on the team to be able to, to play or something. Or, yeah, yeah. Or someone's like been banned from basketball for life or something like that. There's there's something that this team cannot play, not this team still has a shot to play. Maybe we need some committed players. Maybe that's part of the problem. Yeah. Because it looks like all the eligible teams have multiple, like above six players. I know there are a lot of players that said they're going to play, but maybe until they're official, we only have one, which is right. Oh, maybe that maybe that is why we're ineligible because we don't have a full roster yet. Yeah, maybe that's the problem is. So maybe we're maybe we're right and we're hating on their website for no reason. We should be hating on our uh, people for we, not signing. No, up. we can still hate on the website because it's completely unclear. All right. Well, I'll just go on there and I'll just sign up and say I'm part of the Panther family. I'm going to play, and until someone <laughs> better than me signs up, I'm going to be on the active roster. Yeah, it'd be nice if you could click on ineligible and it tells you why. They're like, yeah. fan, this team needs more fan support or more players signed up. Yeah. You know? yeah. All right, Tim, that, that's going to be your to-do item for this, uh, your action item for this week. Take that one, get the TBT all figured out. And um, while, you're, while you're at it, reach out to some players and tell them to get their, uh, their show together, their, their stuff together, and get on there. See if they want to be on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's yeah, that's the basketball tournament. We'll see how that goes next. When is this? When do we know when it stops? When like, how much longer we have to get this working? Don't know. I just know it starts June fifteenth. So I mean, I'm assuming you probably have until May, mid May. Yeah, uh, to make sure your team's details. And yeah. Everything we know about this is that there are zero details. Says so how it works. Man. You give them your data, than... and you're done. All right. Sign up with a fake name, Ryan. Fake you know no, I signed up. I signed up. Do you know how many things I've signed up to with the email address of moo at cal.com? <laughs> Guys, I signed up. How many? I signed up with my real name. I have no idea. <laughs> Almost everything that I've signed up for that I don't want to hear from them is moo at cal.com. A friend told me that email address a long time ago. If someone has that, I feel bad for them. <laughs> Somebody must. If you own cal.com and you don't have moo, 
It's like that right. owned by like the like the the Dairy Association of America or the Beef Association of America or some association of America. <laughs> yeah. Cal.org. Maybe I should maybe right. I should going. I should have moo at cal.org. I start to be sending my emails. To be eligible to complete compete in the tournament, a roster has to have at least seven players by noon on June fifteenth. Okay. But so the teams, the game starts on June fifteenth. Yeah. <laughs> Is this like dodgeball, like where the guy has to show up the last second to be able to play in the game, and then gives his thumbs up from Chuck Norris to be able to play? <laughs> And everybody's it happens in slow motion and everybody like gets out of their chairs and cheers and thank you, Chuck Norris. <laughs> yeah, this is such a sketch thing. It doesn't make any sense. It's been going on for years. They actually have legit payouts and they're on yeah. TV. Watch, they have can you watch the games from previous years? Oh god no. Why would I do that? No, can you? Is it available? I don't know. At this point in time, probably ESPN is looking for anything, right? No, I mean, like, how do you know that this has been happening for years? Just because what to say it somewhere on the website? I read on the wiki it's well, been no. a couple of years, yeah. Wikipedia, which is like, you know, you can't mess with that. That's it's gospel. Legit. Yeah. <laughs> they just put random clips of other basketball games and whoever was editing it was like, yeah, that's basketball. Sounds sounds right, yeah. Well, all right, well, um, hopefully that'll happen. We'll see. Fun to see. I don't know if June 15th is legit on actually getting this kind of events going. Probably um, not. At least with fans. Maybe maybe something you can do without fans in the stands, but I don't know about uh, uh, getting the fans there. You know? I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. On a, positive, on a positive note, we only have 137 days to college football. So that's 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 positive, right? I think, I think the way to phrase that is uh, at least 137 days to college football. Yeah. <laughs> Is okay, that fine. in the news? Yeah, that, that our game, or is that just like the first like uh, Bob Shmo game? That's our game, the nine five game. Just the first game on August 29th. I don't even know what it is. I don't even care. Uh, Georgia State got a little bit of uh, national, um, not news, but like noticed or whatever. Uh, we were part of a Je- Jeopardy answer over the week. Yeah. yeah. See that? Oh, we, I, we were in a group chat about the whole thing. Uh, I never saw what the actual question was. Like, the answer was basically Georgia State was also not allowing liquor at tailgating. I'm like, right. But I'm like, what's so, so strange to me about that is, like, so we actually talked about this, uh, I think before, I think the very first episode we talked about this because they said there was no liquor at tailgating. And we found yeah. out there's never been liquor allowed at any tailgating for any Georgia <laughs> uh, event. It's just people just do it anyways. And, uh, right. But yeah, so now we're talking about nine months later. How many more months later? And Georgia State is the university. They decided. They didn't even say Georgia State University. It was, it was a very weirdly worded answer. Georgia State right. now follows the state in not having liquor at, but they think they called it pregame parking lot parties. I guess yeah, maybe- I, think the, I think that was the answer was, was tailgate. Question was tailgate. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, Whatever. I, I, I just, it's, it's so random to get Georgia State in for that. But sure. So it was funny because people who listen to this who know me know that I'm very active politically in the Libertarian Party. And there was another, uh, there was another answer that was uh, Gary Johnson uh, was the first you know, presidential candidate for this party. 
since 1992 to be on all 50 uh, 50 ballots or something like that. And I was just like, this whole episode of Jeopardy was for me. It was for you. (laughs) They put two answers on that board. They were, they they were wanting some, right. They want you to give them some call outs is what they want. Yeah. They they know between this podcast and libertarian podcast that you do, uh, that you are, uh, wide range and getting people out there that have never heard of Jeopardy that make can maybe get some new listeners. <laughs> you know, you weren't being a jerk until right at the hind end of the comment. And oh, then no, it just no, like no, came no. out. I was always being a jerk. I mean, he's got to lead you into it. It wasn't apparent. It was not apparent to me that you were being a jerk until right there at the end. Here, kid, you want some candy? Then you just let her rip. <laughs> <laughs> So that, yeah. that question's bogus anyway, because we all booze it up at every tail. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess the one thing that I really tried to stay away from this past season that I had not done in previous seasons was keeping any glass bottles away, which I don't know why it's any different, because we were on asphalt before, but we're on bricks now. But I guess it's I, – I just tried to keep – well, I say this. I tried to keep glass away, and the very first alcohol that I brought out, the very first game was a bottle – my signature bottle of champagne to do my, my – my start my, my tailgate with mimosas. And then I was like, I pulled it out, popped it. I was like, oh crap, I'm not supposed to have it. I just, I'm so used to bringing champagne to a tailgate. I completely forgot about it. Yeah. But there was many bottles around there. I mean, that one I tried to keep under in the cooler the entire time and only pour it when no one was around. And then by, you know, a couple hours later, bottles of bourbon, bottles of fireball are just sitting on the tables (laughs) amongst the chips and the dips and all the other food and everything. No one ever said a thing about it. No one ever cared. Yeah. No, no. no. I've never given that much thought i just don't buy bottles that often so it's all cans bottles are heavier to take home and heavier to take out of your house yeah so yeah i try to when I, my my boozing comes to cans for the most part obviously liquors and bottles because liquor and plastic bottles does not taste as good mm. that's fair i mean I, i've been into max and uh for a tailgate and and asked them for a bottle of vodka that they had sitting out there they're like oh it's right over there on the on the shelf and i was like so weird question, but like, do you happen to have this in a plastic bottle? And they were like, you know, I, I think we do. And they went in the back and got a plastic bottle of something that they only had glass out front for. <laughs> oh, really? That's interesting. You think yeah. if anything, if you want people walking through those narrow aisles of any liquor store to knock anything over, you want to knock over the, the plastic stuff, not the, not the glass stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the deal was. I mean, it was like Smirnoff or something. So I figured that, you know, it should be, should come in plastic somehow. I've gotten Svedka in plastic before, but... I'm not talking about quality vodka. I don't really know the difference in quality vodka or anything. I, I've gotten hangovers in, the night before, but I don't know if that's because it was crap vodka or because I drank two handles of it. I'm not sure which yeah, one. No, yeah, that was the problem. <laughs> the, the, Probably the, a mixed the environment the vodka is the better it is, is the, the less you taste it. Right, yeah. So, I mean, I go for anything that's around 20 bucks a bottle. I get, uh, I get three olives only because that's what my wife liked when we started dating and creature of habit. Funny thing is, she doesn't even drink vodka anymore. It's just, it's just me, boozing it up the vodka sprites. Does she drink at all? Uh, not as often as she used to. Uh-huh. Having kids kind of uh, mess with her a little bit, but uh, her interest in drinking, I think, has just kind of subsided as much for the most part. So you're falling right along with her. I'm just gonna, I'm just trying to make up for what she's not doing. I don't want to hurt the liquor industry. I got too many you friends. Double down. I got too many, too many friends in the beer industry. I'm just trying to keep it alive for them. Doing my part, you know. I tried to go up to um, Halfway Crooks, and, and I guess they're now just closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. Which yes, means their, I have new to, hours, like, their new hours are, are closed Monday, Tuesdays. It just it means I have to like plan ahead 
I have to, it, it will require, and then I have to sit there and like look at those bottles and not drink them for two days. We're like in the dark ages back when you couldn't buy booze on Sundays. You had to like mm. plan ahead on Saturday and not drink yeah. it all that night before the, uh, before uh, waking up Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah. The worst was this like a Sunday holiday. Beer. The worst was in the holiday was like around the Sunday. And you're like, oh, I don't have to worry about it. And you forget. And then it's Sunday. And you can't buy it in the holidays either. Monday yeah. or that Sunday. All the time. But it was just a, a weird thing because, like, it'd be Christmas Day and you're like, can I buy alcohol today? Like, I don't know. It's not a Sunday, but it's right. Christmas Day. Does that count for the same? I literally didn't know. I mean, for the most part, liquor stores were always closed in those days, anyways. But, like, you go to Kroger and you're like, all right, well, the lights are on in the beer aisle. Does that mean I can take. For some reason, I got very nervous about being the guy that would walk up to the cashier with a case of beer and be like, no, I'm sorry, you can't buy that shirt. <laughs> I, yeah. uh, I was going to a tailgate at UGA with my, with my dad and stepmom uh, one time, and I went and parked the car, and my grandma was there, so I was bringing her wheelchair down too, and they were like, oh, bring the beer. So I, they had this like giant case of beer. I mean, it was like a 36-pack or something of Bud Light. And I stuck that in the, um, I stuck that in the, the wheelchair and w- wheeled it down the hill. And you know, a cop, you know, directing traffic's like, God, man, this this town, you know. <laughs> and I get there, and my dad gets on to me. He's like, "That's the wrong beer. That's our Sunday beer." <laughs> He's like, "You need to take that oh, back man. up there and get the other beer." So <laughs> now you're pushing a wheelchair up the hill full of beer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> nothing but class in Athens on Saturdays. <laughs> Well, There's this homeless guy wheelchair around, right? Sorry. <laughs> what did you say, Tim? I said, "Who's this homeless guy wheelchairing beer around?" Why? Up I and down a hill. Homeless. Come on, man. <laughs> I was allowed to get haircuts. No, he was a townie. What he was? He was a townie back townie? then. Townie. No, no, no. You weren't in Athens, townie. Not back then. No, I haven't been a townie in a long time. I didn't know how long you're talking about, ago you were talking about. But. Uh, some more Georgia State news. Uh, not really big on the recruiting thing myself, but I have something to chit-chat about. So we have a transfer, a graduate transfer from UVA. So he's probably pretty smart, which is yeah. great. Uh, Chris Moore, safety, coming in. Uh, I don't remember if he has one or two years left. I assume just probably one year. Usually one, yeah. The yeah, good thing about the graduate transfers is they have immediate eligibility. So Right, right. But don't you even have to like – is it one of those things where you have to prove that like UVA doesn't have the same program or yeah. something like that? And, like, so we have some program that UVA does not have that he's yeah. transfer to, or does that not apply for graduate transfers? No, that's, that's the rule. Yeah. So, yeah. but I mean, you, you get somebody who's, you know, been in a bigger program for four years and then, um, you know, is, is bigger and older and just, it, he'll probably be an immediate pack player. I mean, if he's yeah, not, so, then we're doing it wrong. So he uh, he has not started every game of the season. He actually missed the 2018 season due to uh, an injury in the preseason. Um, so, yeah, I'm assuming that he just kind of – like we were talking about with the other guys that left the, uh, the basketball team the past couple of weeks. He just saw the writing on the wall. He probably wasn't going to get a lot of starts. And if he wants to have a future in football afterwards or just wants to spend his you know last year of eligibility playing ball – Finds where to go, but I do find it interesting that he picked Georgia State. He's a, a Virginia native, so it's not like he was coming home, be closer to the family, to get some uh, family and friends in the stand <clears> or something. So, I mean, that's a testament to what we got building over here. Is that he's like, all right, this is a program that is worth my time and my talent to go visit. 
I, mean, yeah, I, don't, I don't know any, anything about his situation either, but um, it could just be that like we legitimately have something that we're, I mean, cause our school is solid, right? Like, yeah. especially for, um, you know, post-grad. So for like an MBA or something, we're, we're one of the top in the country. So yeah, he, he can probably get it in this one year that he's <laughs> to be here. Well, a free year. Only like two years to get an MBA, so. Or maybe he just wants to end up in Atlanta afterwards, and this is his way of getting into the city and uh, getting some roots built and whatever. So, yeah, yeah there's well, a lot of reasons people move around and do what they do. Yeah, so they're never going to turn down like talent coming to Georgia State to play. Yeah, he, he was a three star, so um, that means he was ranked, I guess, right? Isn't that how it works? Or either a. Now he's a two star, right? If we no, there's, there's, yeah, there's two stars. Yeah, they, they, they retroactively downgraded his ranking after he announced <laughs> that he was transferring to Georgia. Four years later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's, there'll, there'll be an asterisk next to his name from now on. Like, you know, we gave him a three star, but after looking back at it years later, we decided that now he was actually, a, a, was it an 88 or something to get you down to a two star? 89 is a three star. I don't know. I don't know anything about that crap. 89 is a high three star. 44, yeah. I don't. I, I don't know. Ninety is a four star. Just yeah, you're right. Sure. No, I mean I am. No, I'm, I'm sure you are. I, I, I did this stuff before. Right? I literally have no idea. I just know that they talk about something being in the '80s and it turns you from a three star to a non-star or whatever. But he'll be a yeah. star with us no matter what, right? Not no matter. Yeah, hopefully There's more in the secondary, lighten it up. <laughs> Our defense needs all the help it can get. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> maybe, maybe he can just take on the, the – D. maybe that's his role. He's coming in here to, to take over uh, for the D.C. job. The coach. Here. <laughs> He's out there play calling next year. He's got yeah, the headphones on. <laughs> He's sitting up in the, uh, in the, uh, the box playing, uh, doing, playing calls, calling Pretty plays. Bad. Play calling? Dude, I don't know. Play calling. Calling We're plays. hard, aren't they? It's a wine night. What do you want from me? <laughs> oh, I want you to drink more and more wine. How many bottles are you down so far? <laughs> nice. Right, how many boxes of wine are you down so far? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, some news that came out today, which is very convenient because it gives us, I think, a little bit to talk about tonight is uh, uh, the 2020-21 bracketology, the, the way too early bracketology for the the NCAA basketball tournament for next season, should it happen, does have us in it as a 14 seed because thank you, Sunbelt. And uh, what's the highest with the 16 is the worst, right? Yes. Well, I guess be in the play in game. Well, yeah. playing is the worst. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, 16 is the worst you could be in, in the, the, the regular tournament uh, <laughs> bracket, whatever. Uh, has this 14 seed versus Iowa playing in Lexington, Kentucky? Sure. I'll take it. No, I'm, I mean, as long as we're in it. No, I'm all about this. It's less than a six-hour drive, and I have been to Louisville a couple of times to do the, uh, the bourbon distillery tastings, whatever, and there's a lot of distilleries right around Lexington that I've never been to before. So, yeah, absolutely. A trip to I, could, um, I could drop off my kid with my, my dad and stepmom who live in Kentucky. Oh, good. excellent, yeah. I can, I can, yeah, right can one-up one you on that one. I, I can drop off my kids at my sister's house in Chattanooga on the way. Nice, nice. I spend less time in the car with my kids as well. Yeah, you, you want to take them to the, the tournament? No, I do not. No, I do not, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see them at all right now. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll take it. Listen, anytime we're projected to be in the tournament, great. I mean, yeah, considering I, we lost our tournament game, that that didn't happen anyway. Yeah, and they're already projecting us to be back in the tournament. That's a good sign that they have confidence in our team going to next season. Right? I agree. I, 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 that's that's exactly what I wanted to bring it up. Is it? Yeah. So we did not win the regular season conference. We lost in our first round of the uh, conference tournament but yeah they still have us picked to be the team to uh to advance out of the Sun Belt. so i think that's, that's cool i like that uh yeah. the, i guess the other option we would have other than lexington would be raleigh so would you rather go to raleigh i mean i'm talking about the cities that are closest to atlanta we're probably going to be picked to go to one of these two cities if we get into the whole thing so raleigh, well, I, I like raleigh yeah raleigh is pretty cool to go up and down whatever that street is I've never actually been to Raleigh, but I got a good buddy of mine that lives there. So I couldn't drop my kids off with him, but I could go drinking with him. Yeah. They had this insane beer garden that had like two levels, 200 plus taps. It was beautiful. Well, the whole state of North Carolina just has like all kinds of good um, craft brews, like everywhere, micro brews, like just all over the place. I know Asheville has that. Asheville's a great place uh, for the craft brew. It's because of the state laws, so they were going to Asheville because that that's like what the culture was there, but it's the whole state. So like all kinds of uh, bars and stuff, they're like, oh, yeah, this is our local brew. And it's not like something that, you know, it's not it's not like here where you say that and it's like the special. It's just like they just pour PBR into a, you know, a glass and, and call uh, it their special. It's 420. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, so if we were to advance out of Lexington... It has us going to Brooklyn. Brooklyn, I guess, is the regional or the, the Sweet 16, Elite 8 spot or whatever it's called. Not a fan of that. Not a I could maybe convince my, my work to, to fly me up there, though. So, Yeah. Well, I mean, wife's from New York, upstate. Could drop the kids off there and drive six, eight hours from there. That's a long drive, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. No. The other option would be being in a region close by is Memphis is hosting uh, whatever the regional thing is called, which, you know, you guys know I'm from there. So again, it all builds into babysitting for me. I could uh, have a plethora of babysitters in Memphis, which would be great. Make a family trip out of it. Make it seem like I'm happy to see them. And then just wave as I'm leaving them with the kids. Do they listen to this? Oh God, no. (laughs) Nobody in my family cares about Georgia State besides me. <laughs> they care about you, David. Not that much. Yeah, I've met them. They don't. <laughs> no, no. This is just I mean, slightly above family, the bar. Your family doesn't, doesn't even listen, Ryan. It's just your in-laws. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're, they're, they're doing their research. They're trying to find an excuse. Like, you know, what can we do to get rid of this guy out of our family? Like, oh, he has a podcast? We're listening to that. Yeah, we'll find <laughs> out. Do they listen to your libertarian that. podcast, too? What? Do they listen to podcast? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. No, but I don't listen to that one either. So you don't listen to this one either. <laughs> Download them. Download's key stat, right? It counts as a play. I guess so. Yeah, we'll take them all. All right. They can't tell when I played a downloaded thing, so the only stat that they have is that I downloaded it. You could be replaying it over and over and over again. That's yeah. right. Would you go to bed at night with? Yeah. Uh, something else I almost forgot to bring up, uh, depending on the notes and everything, but uh, the hashtag light it blue got a little national 
uh, not stolen from us. Yeah. I know. Was it the weekend? I think it was over the weekend. They were doing it for all the health workers, the first responders, the essential employees, all that kind of stuff out there. They wanted to light up their national landmarks or get landmarks lit up. Major yeah. buildings and stuff, yeah. Because like, like, the, the Merc was lit up, right? The stadium was lit up. Um, Georgia State Stadium was was lit blue. Did it? Did they light the inside blue lights? They did. Well, they, well, they either did or they po- they posted a picture of it lit blue. I have not. Right. I have not. On took the picture, turned back off. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. Probably died. It probably costs a lot of money to light that up, uh, the entire stadium up for you know 30 seconds for a picture. But uh, I didn't. Go I, I wish they would do. I wish they would do it all night for even away wins. I agree. I agree. Or even just have like a if, if they have like a very very bright blue spotlight that went straight up in the air whenever we won. That'd be great. Be yeah, awesome. that'd be cool. I like that. Yeah. Uh, they put Bob Explore Georgia or Georgia Explorers, whatever it is. They put uh, Bobby Dodd up there when they lit their stadium blue, and I was like, can they really light their stadium blue, or are they just doing? filters <laughs> uh, if they did all their ribbon board and their video board just blue it would probably light up pretty good blue good and blue yeah, i mean good that's good all bad. we will really do that's, i think that's all we do yeah we said that we just have that massive video board which kind of helps out quite a bit like Mercedes Benz, their outdoor lighting is all led with the ability to change colors but whatever yeah yeah because like that's what they were going to do when the stadium was announced and we were going to play there before the braves announced they're moving is they, they made a comment about being able to change the colors to whatever event was going on. And I think the last picture on their uh, page for the whole thing was uh, it lit blue and they didn't say anything about it, but I'm like, all right, so they can light it blue when Georgia state plays there. That'd be really cool. And then obviously we're not playing there. So. It would have been a disaster anyway with United. I mean. Oh yeah. Getting bumped for Falcons is one thing. Having to get bumped for another sport as well. We'd be bumped for like Friday and Thursday nights yeah, the all schedule, throughout the season. The schedule would come out and be like, you know, Drew State playing, you know, whoever, like, you know, uh, September 15th through 18th. We don't know yet. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll get back to you. Just book your flights for the entire week. It's a, it's a tour of Atlanta. You can probably see yeah. two or three games in the same stadium that weekend. Just ignore those soccer goals on the, the field. Don't worry about them. They're just there for show. <laughs> well, they wouldn't do the soccer setup. No. No. I mean, you could, right? Because soccer setup, the seats have to retract for... Um, they do. Yeah. 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 I mean, for all we know, we, we lost them, like, not even of our own accord. Like, they were probably just like, no, you're, you're not going to be here. There's too much going on. Uh, we were gonna... listed on there. We were... We were grandfathered in. It we were was, grandfathered in. It was part of the agreement um, that they would have to host games for us. I mean, we had to pay for them, but they would require to. And actually, the, the original, whatever that stuff's called, when they put the fencing up around um, a construction site and all that the advertisement type stuff, so yeah. coming summer 2020, blah, 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 whatever, it actually had the Push Up Panther logo on there along with nice. the Falcons logo on there. Uh, I don't. United was not announced at this point, so they were not on there. But Falcons was Falcons, Georgia State, Peach Bowl, and SEC Championship. I guess I don't know if Final Four was announced then or not yet. But there was multiple on there. Georgia State was right there along the, uh, the announcement on it, so we were guaranteed to be there. We didn't have much of another option. Yeah, yeah, we got really lucky with what happened. I'm fine with yeah. I, I, I am more playing than- in Herndon, you know. Yeah, I, I'm more than satisfied with 
uh, acquisition of Turner Field. Oh yeah, this is way better. Yeah, yeah. Um, for a, a zillion reasons. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's the last I've got for Georgia State specific news. There was a little bit of um, uh, Sun Belt news, uh, or at least a, an article uh, previewing the East uh, in football this season, this upcoming season. Should it happen? which is pretty complimentary of the Sun Belt and uh, Georgia State overall. I thought that uh, it wasn't no, – there was no, like, cheap jabs or digs or anything. And it was fair. It didn't feel like it was, um, like, you know, it wasn't a homer or anything, you could tell. Yeah, it wasn't written by the AJC, so they actually said nice things about us. Um, it, was an ESPN, it was an ESPN article. Uh, they actually – obviously was paying attention to like how it played and not just looking at the stats and coming up with a narrative. Right. Right. Uh, I thought that they start off from the very beginning. They talk about how the Sun Belt got rated in the last alignment with conference USA, but pretty much flat out said that the Sun Belt came out better off afterwards than conference USA did. Yeah. And it talked about our P five wins with, um, you know, app state beating both North Carolina and South Carolina and us beating Tennessee and they what, said, um, they said all five teams, sorry, five out of six teams in the East have beaten the Power Five in the past two years. Yeah. Which team got left out of that? Which team has not accomplished that task? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't they, matter because they're losers. <laughs> they, they can't even keep up with them. Only one team in Georgia beat a P5 team. So Carolina beat Kansas and then... And then Troy beat somebody, right? Is it Troy? Are they East? Uh, Troy is East, yes. Yeah. They beat somebody. Um, and then um, App got UNC and USC last year, but I don't think they're – they're just only counting one of those. So Yeah, yeah. No, they talked about both of them because, I mean, it was App State just doing App State things, you know? They had them number one, spoiler alert. <laughs> Hey, Ryan, I don't know what's going on over your house, but it's, you're, you're Max Hedringham a little. Head, head, <laughs> you were a little bit there. Here. So uh, tell your daughter to stop streaming games on her uh, iPad while she's Or porn. <laughs> stop it. No porn. <laughs> yes. Tell your four-year-old to stop streaming the porn. <laughs> hey, it's happening earlier and earlier, I hear, these days. I don't know. I don't want to know why you hear about that kind of stuff, but we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see. Uh, they talked great about Dan Ellington, which I don't know how you can talk about him and say anything other than great stuff uh, about him playing through the injury. They even changed like italics, like, you know, emphasis playing his last four games through injury, uh, which was cool. Um, and they, one thing that I thought I saw in the article that was really cool is they gave credit and I gave an expectation of how good a Atlanta based G five football program should be like, this is what you expect. Beating Tennessee is what you expect out of a G5 program coming from Atlanta. That just is a testament of knowing exactly what kind of recruiting you've got in Georgia and what a hotbed Atlanta is. So, yeah, I'm sure the coaches are right on that. They should sure be. It should be. It's true. Yeah, they um, let's see what else they say. They, they projected us to go six and six this season. Take it. Yeah. But we were still like tied for uh, tied for second with that, right? Yeah, uh, was it tied for second? Was it really? Was tied for second? Uh, yeah, that other school was also six and six. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was interesting. That and uh, six and six, and then four and four in conference. 
So I assume that means they think that we're beating Murray State and losing to Bama. So the toss-up is on whether we win or lose at Charlotte or hosting ECU. I would. Do you think that what's our better shot? Beating Charlotte I think ECU is the one that I'd be worried about. Yeah, beating ECU at home or beating Charlotte away. Which one's more winnable? Charlotte. Charlotte away. Charlotte. I, that was that's how I put it in my notes. Was that we most likely Charlotte would be the one that you would kind of bank on winning. Although, man, beating ECU that'd be, that'd be a fun win to get because like that's going to be yeah. Well, assuming all things are like are back to normal, which who knows what normal is going to be like come September. Um, <laughs> ECU should, brings a big crowd and. Uh, Beating a team at home with a lot of their fans in the stands is always a lot of fun. So, do they all wear pirate hats? That's what I want to know. I don't know if they wear pirate hats. I know they they definitely go full out on the purple, which I mean, it's a color, so why not? So, uh, reminds me of Louisiana and LSU. Yes, exactly. Which is why I think a lot of reason people had a hard time getting behind the Alliance the Legends team here. The Legends, like, but they yeah, weren't just yeah. purple; they were purple and gold. Like they were yeah. like Mardi. They were Gras. a Mardi Gras mask. They were yeah. a Mardi Gras mask. Like you know, uh, obviously the Saints is definitely hated within the city of Atlanta by, by Falcons fans, but LSU does not has have a special place in any UGA fans' heart either. Right. It didn't make any right. sense. Whoever made that choice just didn't know what they were doing. That was obvious. Somebody had no idea about the Atlanta market and just the Southeast. They were like, purple would be cool and gold and Mardi Gras. Everyone likes Mardi Gras. I was so pumped up for that team and everything, especially playing at Drew State. And I was ready to buy tickets. I went to their little like walk through, pick your seat day and everything at Georgia State Stadium. And I walked out of there like, I'm not buying this crap. Nope. Yeah. I, I, got, I said before, I watched a couple games, but maybe if we won. I don't even think I watched any. I think I watched a couple plays. Yeah. I went to one game. I watched I watched two full nice. games. I watched two full games. Both home. So but it was like the weird streaming thing where you can only like there was no commentary. It was just camera angles and you could oh, choose yeah. your own camera angle you wanted to watch, which is kinda cool. But yeah. Um, I think I think for that game, I think it was the first game we had they had in the stadium. A ton of people came just to like walk around Turner Field and check it out. Just, uh, I wanted to go to that game just to show support for Georgia State. I probably would have gone in Georgia State stuff and everything. But I want to say the game was happening on a date that I couldn't do or – oh, I remember what it was. I had a newborn. That's what it was. I had a newborn kid. I couldn't uh, – uh, yeah. yeah, you got to choose your battles on that. It wasn't like it was a Georgia State game or anything. Yeah, I'm definitely not leaving my – I'm not going to like cash in some dad points – to right. go see a blue, a purple and blue, a purple and gold team being played at Georgia State Stadium. So they did have a good tailgate. They had free beer. Did they really? Yeah, you have to like yeah, have your a, ID. I, Tim, I, I have a job, so like beer isn't very expensive. You know, yeah. I buy beer. <laughs> I'll like, take like a buddy of mine at my, at my job. Uh, we, we still work together now. Anyhow, he one day he said that he's um, he realized he was burrito rich. There's no point in, in his life. Where he cannot buy whatever burrito he wants, he's burrito rich. Yeah. So you're beer rich. You know, at any point in the day, you can yeah, afford. I just, want, I just want a beer. I'll buy a beer. Get a beer. You can get a beer. <laughs> That's a nice little token of their appreciation for coming to their game. Yeah. Well, also, you're not going to buy thirty burritos in one day. So. 
<laughs> I mean, you could. Christ. I don't know why you would. <laughs> David. <laughs> <laughs> And put, and put those burritos in your grandmother's wheelchair and wheel it down. Yeah. <laughs> Rolls up and down a hill. Hey, man, work smarter, not harder, all right? There you go. There you go. Uh, so that's all I got for Sunbelt. Um, you guys got anything? You guys you want to talk any more about the East Preview ESPN did or anything? Uh, I mean, we were talking about Charlotte away or ECU at home, and I, or, you know, no, yeah, exactly. Um, and we play better away, so that and Charlotte's not as good. So <laughs> it's like all the cards in their favor, in our favor on yeah, that yeah. game. I mean, Charlotte, Conference USA, ECU, American. Who are they? Are they AAC? Yeah, they're yeah. American. We we got to beat they, the American teams. They yeah. like petitioned for years to get in. I mean, yeah. they have the fan support and then some. We just need to steal like 15,000 of their fans. They petitioned to get into the Big East. They were a Big East team. They were all about Big East. They were they were gung ho for Big East, and then that whole thing fell apart with um, uh, well the, the basketball schools taking off with that that name and trying to rebuild something. And so America was like, "All right, guys, you can kind of come in here now." I remember when I was back in Memphis after Memphis got inducted into the or invited to the Big East. And they just had like signs galore everywhere how how excited they were Big East. I go there now, nothing about American, nothing at all. No, I mean they, they, it's still somewhat of a college city for the most part. You go in anywhere, and it's there's Memphis Tiger stuff hanging on all the bars and everything, which is something that I said that we need to have. We need to have just take like I don't know ten grand of the budget and just put a pennant a sign, a flyer, or something in every single restaurant and bar in Atlanta. Yeah. And, then, and then, take another, then take another 50 grand and do that in Metro Atlanta. So, Well, like right. instead of giving it to me to hang in my office or whatever, and I don't even do it, right? I, 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 I don't keep any of that stuff. Right. Then put it somewhere where it's visible, like a place of business, especially around campus, but like all over Atlanta. It should be everywhere. You should never. You should not be able to walk into a place and not see something. Like I go into a bar on um, Beale Street, Memphis, and they've got a neon blue M with the orange tiger jumping to the logo. They have they have all that stuff going on. Yeah, Antherhead's a way better logo than Memphis's stupid Tom Tiger M thing on there. So we just need like the CEO of Coke or UPS or Delta just to adopt us and just. We don't need to like just get, give me like a, a senior VP or something like that. Somebody that's got like you know an extra five grand to spend on something, ten grand to spend on something. But I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, just need money. How about that? Well, we need money. But we have someone to know us what to do with it. We've got some money. I know there's a lot of ex, uh, expenses when it comes to renovating the stadium, building basketball. Everyone's asking about baseball. Ryan, are we boring you? You're yawning right now. Yeah. I mean, you, you're going on this list and it's like, I fucking know. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me cut to the chase. Are you guys worried about funding for the arena? With the no. Downtown? No. Yeah, it, it, no, it's it, classroom. It's coming out of the general fund. Everything okay. was signed for, right? Yeah. Athletics isn't paying for that. Yeah, they, well, I think they're just paying for a portion of it. They don't have to pay for it. They could they could actually – something could go belly up and, like, that thing's still getting built. Yeah, I, I think that the um, the way it was set up was 
$80 million. Is that what the price tag was? I think 60 or 70 is um, foundation or athletic, or sorry, uh, um, university. And the rest is either coming from foundation or athletics through foundation or okay. right, all that kind of stuff works. I'm making up most of this. Yeah, I don't think I'm paying for it. I wrote a check for the whole thing. I don't think they're building right now. No. They have not broke ground. What's Are they supposed to? Sorry, what? Are we behind? I think it's still in design or something, right? Uh, I don't think we've had a, a, like a, a fully agreed upon uh, plan or whatever. We need Ben on the podcast to talk about something like this. Ben will be on the podcast. He remembers. You call Ben right now. About things. Bring him on. I think he goes to bed at like eight a.m. Eight a.m. Eight p.m. Because he, well, who knows now because of the everything going on. But he used to like get up like super early to like get to work and all that stuff. So sure. yeah. I think it should be your mission, David, to get him off of whatever he records. Log Talk Radio. On. Yes. Yeah. Man, he's cool. he's stubborn. I'll tell you that. I've been trying to convince him. Um, I was like, we we can syndicate this thing. We can we can do all these other things and, and like and like get the voice out there. And he was just like, no, I'm I'm good here. And I'm like, I, I never listen to it because I won't do it unless it's in my podcatcher. Like I just yeah. won't. Yeah, I think he does it because it's a it's a push button type thing. All he has to do is call a number and it works. Which there's He's a factor there, but we'll we'll harass him about that when we get him on the, the show. So, yeah, this isn't exactly on. difficult. What we're doing right here. Uh, yeah, for you, it's really, really easy because after we turn this thing off, you go to bed and then I, sp- I stay up the next three or four hours getting it all put out there. <laughs> three or four hours? You're working too hard, man. Well, no. I, He's got a drink during that time. Yeah, Tim and I are still up drinking. We chat. We're just hanging out. <laughs> nice. uh, so I did want to talk about um, we, the past couple of weeks, we kind of led off with how the whole COVID-19 stuff has been affecting us, and well, Georgia State and other sports and everything. But I wanted to talk to Georgia State first this, this week and kind of get into how the COVID stuff, because uh, I feel like everyone's a little tired of dealing with this whole pandemic nonsense. And hopefully we provided a little bit of a break from that whole thing. But um, there is some cool stuff that could happen because of all this. Not to take away from all the negativity that or all the negative things have happened because of it. But it's always good to see the positives and even terrible things, you know? Well, just there, there will be a lot of negative memories about this whole time period. Uh, people talk about it and everything, but we may be able to have some like really, really cool uh, sports memories out of the whole thing um, that I guess mostly in a, in a pro sports area, but even in college football. So it came out, Earlier today, I think that there's a talk of doing college football this season, pushing it back from the August December timeframe to a February May of 2021. And uh, how different of an experience would that be? Uh, Chris yeah. Ballard was actually the one they interviewed to talk about it. And uh, who? Chris Fowler. Who's you may that? know him from a, a networks such as ESPN and shows such as. Um, uh, game day. Yeah. It's not ringing any bells. <laughs> Chris Fowler. <laughs> not right. ringing. The, I, well, not, game day? I, I don't know what that, I don't know those things. Now you're just being an idiot, but <laughs> excuse uh, me. I watch Georgia state. Or I, is Georgia state ever on that? Yeah. They, so. That's how he, we found out Dan Ellington <laughs> was playing in the 
whatever game that was uh, after the. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, oh, but I guess I guess we'll get to that in a second. But uh, there was a couple of things talking about how um, it's affecting uh, college athletics. Cincinnati announced today that they're canceling their men's soccer program. Period. The whole thing. Yeah. Wow. They didn't say suspended. They didn't say put on hold. They said they're canceling it. Um, and it's been reported that G5 presidents have asked the NCAA to put a hold or a um, uh, a break on some of the requirements they have for FBS programs, like one of which is you've got to have like 16 sports programs to be FBS. Uh, put a hold on that for four to five years. They could maybe suspend some programs and bring them back. Maybe they should just drop to FCS for a time and then come back when they're ready. Yeah, Cincinnati should definitely drop to FCS. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would work out well for us. <laughs> uh, but it was also reported that um, officials are predicting because of COVID-19 college football playoff expansion. It already should have happened. So. Wait, they're going to use COVID-19 as the reason to expand it? Financially. That a lot of programs uh, they want more money. They need more money, but the contracts through twenty twenty five. So I don't think you could change things this year. Yeah, you can. There's all you can do whatever you want, right? Well, yeah, yeah. and especially if we're not playing football until February, mm-hmm. you got more time to figure it out. Yep. Uh, <laughs> they were talking about wanting to have move all the way to twelve or sixteen teams. Um, wow. I'm down twelve. I, I'm a little wary of. Of 16 it's still like 16 of 130 so it's it's not like the end of the world you know i i, I wouldn't want to let in like 75 of them or whatever 70 of them right no i i i've always thought of eight teams as being like the, the perfect number of teams i like 10 i like 10 10 yeah the, the disparity between your your top 10 and your you know next 10 is pretty great i mean yeah it's, it's pretty bad, and and obviously we all want that G five team. We want that UCF team. We want that Georgia State team. You want two of them, in, right? Yeah, well, you, why do, not? you do. You do um, the your conference champions for every P five, and then and and I know I know that's I know I know. No. Just hear me out, and then you can and then you can tell everybody why you disagree with me. But <laughs> I like your five conference champions from your P five, your best G five, and then. Um, four at-larges just in from the whole shebang. As soon as you start putting an official distinguishment, distinguishment on P5 and G5, you have created a legitimate divide between P5 and G5 programs. You're, you're creating your, no, you're creating a legitimate FBF SCS distinction. And so once college playoffs do it, uh, then you're going to have other rules. Well, the, G5s can have, you know, more scholarships or, or less scholarships, or there can be a different review thing. You can start doing other things for P5 and G5, and you don't want to get away from stopping them right now from doing that. I think, I mean, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I just disagree with your approach to it. I think that you should do your, um, t- your top conference champions, your top five conference champions in the top 10 of the, pro- of the rankings. So whatever conference champion is in the top 10, the top five of them get in. And then you do three at large or however many at large you have for your uh, rest of your college playoff. 
So you don't don't make a distinction about conferences specifically. You just say that the highest ranked within the top five or highest ranked within the top ten of um, conference champions. Because what was what was App State ranked at the end of the season? I don't I don't know. What I would think of is the UCF when they beat Auburn. You know, and like their their quote unquote national championship run. What was their what was their ranking at the end of the regular season? I don't know, but I feel they were definitely top ten. But I don't know. I don't know what the exact ranking was. Did yeah. they beat out? What was there a P five conference champion ranked uh, below yeah. them? No, but they, they so they already do um, only let one G five into the New Year's bowls, don't they? Yeah, I don't know, something like that. They already yeah, have that distinction. Much. Yeah, I just um, I don't like the idea of putting in like any kind of specification that these five conferences are guaranteed a spot and these five conferences are not. Well, I mean, so here's the thing is they are better, right? I mean, like the the players, the level of play in those conferences is better. There's not any way you can argue anything else. And I think that if they earn the right to be there based on the conference champion, not based on whatever rankings that like, however many people decide, you know, get into a room, smoke their cigars and decide, um, you know, figure that out. Like it should be based on uh, play on the field. And so like your conference champions should just be able to go. You you, you, we've had our UCF and we've had our Boise state teams that have been G five powerhouses for certain years that could go toe to toe with almost anyone in the upper echelon of the programs. Those teams need to have a shot to have that Cinderella story. That's right, yeah. About it. But I don't think at the detriment of separating the G5 from the P5 and the FBS ranks. Like, So the only way to resolve that then is to say at minimum we're having 10 and it's every conference champion. And then right. you're going to add some in for some at-larges because you're still going to need to allow in like a Bama who loses and didn't make it or whatever. Like, That's- like that's why I like looking at the top 10 or the top whatever and say you've got to be ranked at least this high to make it in. I think you're making a case for 16 teams. Right. No, I, th- no, I think 16 teams hurts G5 because if you have 16 teams, you're going to get two or three G5s that make it yeah. in. And, and the, first the, first 10, the first 10 are conference champions, are just FBS conference right. champions. Right. Yeah, so, so we're getting five um programs in there and for the most part they're going to be knocked out really early yeah and you're going to see them against like ones and twos and all that yeah 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 and so your your ucfs and whatnot your boise states will not get a chance to really there's too many games like even if they do get one upset the likelihood of getting a two upsets a week later two weeks later it's really tough that's the same in basketball though I mean, I think what you'll end up seeing That's is like, way to store for this. You'll, you'll probably see like a an SEC team who has two losses, close losses, but didn't make the playoffs in previous years. You'll see those teams that get knocked down in the lower rankings but still get in this 16-team playoff, win multiple games, and get far, right? They're going to come back and hit that second time of playing the same team they lost by a point, three points, a last second touchdown, right? And the big problem is, is we know that they're going to let them in anyway. Right. Oh, so, so we should let them in, but we should also let in the people who they're obviously like letting in over us. You know what I mean? Like not us, but 
But we're the next team that we're the next Boise UCF, right? Well, like when they let in a Bama that didn't even make it to their conference championship, right? Like, right. like they didn't even make it to their championship, not let alone win it, right? Right. So but they let that person in, but who did they not let in that actually like played the games and like deserved to be there? Well, Bama was a one-loss team when they didn't get let in, and yeah, well, that's and too bad. The team they lost to was not a one-loss team in that conference. Yeah, I, I think that's total BS that they let them in, and and, and I, but but like I know that they're gonna let them in, so you have to expand the field to let in the people who like they take took their place. I just I don't I don't think you start off with twelve or sixteen. Well, you don't expand to twelve or sixteen. You expand to eight, maybe ten if you want to have a buy in there. Yeah, I just think conference champions should go. That's all. So I like it. I think, I, I'm, I think I'm down with very it. specifically, P five champions should go. And that, like, your best G5 should go. But I understand you don't want them to make the distinction. But if you don't make the distinction, then all the conference champions should just go. Your, your best conference champions should go. Your yeah, best. and then you just rank them appropriately, right? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, yeah. You take your five best conference champions. Right. So, I mean, if you let in the five conference champions from the G5, I mean, you obviously seed everyone. Most likely, most of the G5 is going to be the lowest seeds. Yeah, you for maybe one or two teams. SEC maybe is going to be playing the the Sun Belt or the Conference USA or the MAC team every single right season. You're, like you, you would get probably the American team and like all right. You know what? State I think I'm in I, because that's our chance of getting Georgia to play uh, Georgia State. Whoa! So what's <laughs> so we got to get Georgia to win the SEC again? We got to win the Sun Belt. Seems to be difficult for them, and then Georgia State has to win the Sun Belt, which is probably way easier for us. So. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Just slightly. And then we play each other because they're a number one seed and we're, you know, what, 16. And then they don't take us seriously, and then we somehow beat them. And then everyone goes crazy. Oh, Tim, we're talking about uh, football, not basketball. Uh, <laughs> and then they steamroll us, the but key we're still is to there. lose our game so that we can go to the consolation bracket. Oh, now we have a consolation bracket? No, no, I'm just... That would be hilarious. Now I'm going back to basketball, right? <laughs> uh, but anyway, to on to the uh, February-May college football. Chris Fowler was interviewed about it and everything. Uh, he's on ESPN. Ryan, look him up. Was it based on anything? Is he with the NCAA? Is he, no, um... it, it, was, it was a combination of just interviewing him and then like what rumors are have been, have been coming out of the NCAA about stuff. Okay. So it has legs. It's not just like random, like no, 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 no. Editorialized. Um, well, one of the arguments was if we're not, if we're not allowing students on campus, then you can't allow athletes play games because they're student athletes. They, if you have them play the game, then you're admitting that they're employees of the program, and therefore they are. Uh, somehow different and that just opens up a whole new can of worms about how does them playing during this admit that they're employees because they're on campus they're they're giving different treatment than other students are there take use of facilities be that i feel like that's a stretch but that's fine i'm I'm okay with treating them like employees too yeah exactly i actually have that in there it's like ryan probably thinks that's right (laughs) ask ryan if college athletes are employees I need yeah. to read your notes sometime. Apparently, you put all kinds of stuff in there. <laughs> random random uh, thoughts. You can just claim it's health and safety standards for college athletes and they're not employees. Yeah. 
Yes, absolutely. Figure out. Their lawyers will find a very clever way of saying that, and then the players' uh, lawyers will find a very clever way of going about against it. And I don't know what the outcome is going to be. I just want to kind of keep things the way they are because I enjoy watching it. I would be okay with a February to May college football season. Yeah, no, I'm I'm good but with are that. You, It'll be are cold you okay, in the beginning? Are you okay with a now until February of no college football? Yeah, I can handle it as long as the NFL plays. Yeah, right. That's, that's <laughs> a big question, right? <laughs> but they can play. They can play to an empty stadium. You know, NFL. Yeah, yeah. They they, so, they don't have that employee problem. You know, so so can um, college. No, no, no. But they don't have that employee problem that you brought up about like. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, college football could play like not allow students or fans to come to the games, but not while they're not allowing students on campus. To your point. Correct. Correct. To Chris Fowler's point. I well, think I don't think they brought up about a reason why trying to figure out to get the uh, the season to play if you want to play in the regular schedule or re- regular uh, months, August through December, is college football crosses all fifty states. All fifty states play college football. All all states play college football on varying levels. All states are experiencing the the peaks and the crests and everything of the virus at different levels so do you really want to have um you know a rutgers playing a game against uh, a team out west that's having no experience no uh, encounters of the virus and everything it's just different so we got to get to a point where the entire country is in a certain equilibrium with the whole deal before you start sending people out to play these games unless you're isolating the players from the moment they leave campus to the stadium and back and forth and everything, you know? Yeah. You got to test them too. So that they're not like, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of saliva that gets spread around on the field and sweat and grossness and full latex body suits for everybody, every player. Well, With, no, no, you just test them beforehand for them to be eligible. And yeah. And if, if, all, if, a, if a team has like a player, player ineligible, like tough, Tough cookies. Like, you just got to play without them because it's team sport. It's not- yeah, and hopefully by then, testing is uh, readily available and cheap and quick and fast. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. For uh, football programs with millions of dollars to throw around, uh, they they have tests. We'll find them. Yeah, well, we're, we're testing dead tigers in the New York Zoo, so, yeah, I guess we can... The tests, the tests exist. You can probably there's, find not, there's not a shortage of tests. Yeah. Uh, but if we did do football from February to May, that introduces a whole new slew of problems. Like yeah. the NFL draft is in April. Uh, college basketball at the same time. College basketball at the same time, which maybe just makes it the most awesome time ever to be a sports fan. You can just <laughs> always have something on at all times. The amount of drinking is epic. Could, I've got a buddy of mine right now that uh, as, a, as a bachelor, he had two big screen TVs in his apartment living room. And so we could watch multiple sports as much as he could. He is now uh, with a woman who has three kids. He's, they have a house together. He still has his two big screens in the living room. So he can have his two, uh, his two games or whatever, flip back and forth and everything one time. He made us go into like a um, epileptic seizure or something, having sports back and forth, whichever games he wants to watch. So, no, I they, don't know. If I had that, I'd just have Red Zone and Falcons. Yeah, because that's usually what I flip back and forth on. 
So basically what you're saying, David, is for college, it's kind of trickier over pro. Well, no, like, like the the draft happens in April, but this we're talking about the season not ending until yeah. May. So you're, you you've got to now move the draft back. They so would, yeah, they they would have to move a lot of a, a lot of other. There'd be other dominoes to fall. So you move the right. draft back. All right. Well, now you got to give the teams more time to assess the players. So you give the teams well, and, more time and, to assess and, the players. And, now you've got uh, players that are coming into the program. Whatever team drafts them, they've got they're they're coming in months delayed in learning the playbook, getting familiar with the program, knowing everything going on over there. It's, it's a <clears> domino effect on everything. It changes quite a bit from that perspective. Well, in rookie, uh, what, uh, what happens What happens to your recruits? Your recruits that graduate high school in December, uh, do they get to play right. in that May season? Or do they have to wait until the following year? Hmm. What about a player that a player that a college player that graduates in December? Now I know I know they get to play in their bowl games and everything, but do they now they get to play an entire season when they're not in school at all? Yeah, there's already this problem with uh, rookies in the NFL where like basically they have to play their season for college and then immediately go to the draft. They train for the draft, then they immediately go to the draft, and then after that they're flown. At, you know, on a plane to whatever training facility to start training, training right. camp, and then they have their season. So like they, that whole scenario, that whole timeline is already like super tight for them. And like, sure. it's nonstop. <laughs> and then you have your players that are not graduating. And so they're finishing their season in May, let's say late May, if we're including bowls and playoffs, I don't know what's happening with that whole deal. And they've got just, a couple of months or really just a month to get ready for the, the next season, which unless you got a serious injury, a month of not playing football should be enough time for you to get, you know, re-energized. That's asking a lot. I've never played that at that level. I don't even know. Oh man, it's easy, dude. I got it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it but, but, but all this is kind of cool. Like, you know, this could be a really cool experience. Like, you know, like Tim said, if we have NFL starting on time or even a little bit delayed, so we get a little bit of football, some pro football to watch uh, for, let's say, even just uh, October start or something, and right. we roll into a uh, February college football, the tailgate change, which is the most important thing to me, is how the tailgate goes. Normally, here in Atlanta, we start our August September game, and it's we're wearing t-shirts and shorts. It's hotter than balls, and we're sweating out there. Now we'll be starting in February. It's gonna be cold. It's gonna be snow. I mean, it's gonna be our snow month. It's gonna be wet. <laughs> I mean, I think we need to move the chili cook-off from the last week to the first week. Yeah, right. That's what everybody's gonna want some chili. You know, grilled cheese sandwiches. I gotcha. Grilled cheese sandwiches. Yeah, maybe a tomato soup competition to go with the grilled cheese. That's right. There you go. Just use Campbell's. I've tried to make tomato soup. Just Campbell's is fine. Uh, use Campbell's, but use milk. Mm. It's, not, it's not hard. Don't don't add water like it says. Add milk. It actually does put for a creamier texture. Use milk on the back. Oh, that's new. Uh, man. It's, it's yeah, been yeah, a while yeah. since I've looked at the can. Yeah, they get tired of people trying to make their own or buying the other stuff. They're like, nope, nope, just 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 do milk. Yeah, do milk. It's the right. Are you, are you gonna have a uh, update, David, on? When MLB is going to restart for last call? Uh, MLB. I have yeah. an entire segment on MLB for this. 
Are you done talking about college football? What? Never. I mean, I'm ready for college football. I don't want it delayed. It'll probably be delayed. And yeah. I'm fine if it's played in February. What about the All schools in. like in the, the Northeast or the Northwest? Like you're uh... – You play in the stem. Yeah, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't care, man. We're going to like Wisconsin football, Minnesota football. Like, uh, like They better start getting heaters for their field. Who actually plays in the Northeast? Are there any good college football teams in the North, like the North Northeast? Like, there's Rutgers, Syracuse plays in a dome, so they don't care at all. Buffalo, oh man, hey, Rutgers invented football. Yeah, yeah, that's what they tell you all the time, and they then they yes. then they somehow forgot how to play it. Yeah, <laughs> and they can't play it year after year after year. Syracuse isn't the worst, right? Think of a day of the Carrier Dome. Yeah, Syracuse oh, should just yeah. rent out their stadium. They can have a college football game Friday night. Saturday, Saturday night, Sunday. I guarantee you Buffalo may want to join in on that. I, can't I was going to say, like, uh, professionally, like, Buffalo has been through some some pretty terrible weather, and in the 90s, they were dominant, you know? Oh, Buffalo Bills, not the Buffalo Yeah, Cup. yeah, yeah. And so, but they play a later season, and, like, you know, they've got pretty crap weather up there. It's not good. It's not good, <laughs> the lake effect or whatever. Have you seen that picture of Buffalo like during the lake effect where it's like this clear, pristine, beautiful city and there's, there's just this wall of like just snow, nonsense, crazy blizzard? No, I've, I've not seen it. I've, I've been to Buffalo a couple of times and uh, I've been there during the winter and it's, yeah, it's uh, it's cold. Yeah. It's cold. But they have some great breweries up there too. I spent an entire day. Uh, I had to go to a wedding, and up uh, there, wife's friends and everything, and spent the entire day just brewery hopping. I was so hammered by the time I got to that wedding. I have got no desire to go to Buffalo for Maybe. pretty much any reason. I before meeting my wife and everybody that I know in upstate New York now, zero interest in going to Buffalo. And even when I went to Buffalo for the first time, zero interest. Uh, other than hot wings, because I, I I love hot wings. Yeah, I'd go eat at like whatever claim the original, original or something. Right, but like that's Anchor, it. Anchor Bar is the original, and we went there, and it was a very very good hot wing. But Duff's, Duff's is the place to go in Buffalo for wings, and anybody from Buffalo will tell you that. And spoiler alert: we have or pro tip alert: we have both a Duff's and an Anchor Bar in the state of Georgia. Anchor Bar is in. Uh, one of them's in Noonan. One's in Noonan, and then I don't know where the other is. They're, none of them are like you know, like in the city, but like I, is it as good as Buffalo? Both of them are like the same thing. I have not been to either, but I have a few Buffalo friends uh, from friends from there who live here, and we've been keep on talking about making our little uh, trip out to both of them to check them out, but uh, not yet so far. But um, no, uh, that was my only reason we're going to Buffalo. When I went up there for that wedding and I went to these different breweries, I had one of the best times ever. It was so much fun. It was so cool. It was a, it was a very it was also during we'll say summer. We'll say spring. We'll say not freezing cold. So Buffalo was cool. I'm not sure how I, how we're sort of Buffalo right now. But yeah. All right with that. I said yeah. I didn't want to go there. All right. Well, uh Buffalo is not horrible. I'm looking at whatever. Yeah. Duff's is in Noonan. That should be their tagline. Buffalo is not horrible. Buffalo's not, not horrible. <laughs> Ain't that bad. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, 
No question I had about us, oh, not us, the football season moving to February, May. Do you think we play all like 174 bowl games or do they cut back on the bowl games? Because there's probably some logistics issues with some of the stadiums that host other events. And maybe could that be an opportunity for Georgia State to have a relocated bowl game come to the stadium? We should we should be in that market anyway, and but there's no indication that our athletics department is trying to do it. So no. But I'm just saying, like, yes, anytime there's an opportunity, it's an opportunity for us. Right. Right. Because we're a great market, we're a central location, we're easy to travel to, we're there's a lot of good pluses to just playing. I mean there's well, no, yeah, playing hotels, playing entertainment. Oh yeah, well, if we or anything, um, especially if we were talking about a May culmination of the season, if there is a, a venue that can't host a game, May in Georgia is fantastic. I mean, most of the pollen's gone by then. You know, yeah. the, the rain's passed. Uh, we have an out- outdoor open stadium. It, it'd be a great venue for whatever else couldn't do it. But I. I have a feeling that if it gets pushed back to February, May, that we're not going to have whatever the 60-something bowls they have. We'll probably have, obviously, the college football playoffs, your signature bowls, your you know, your Rose Bowl, your Chick-fil-A, your, whatever, all, all those kind of things, Cotton Bowl. But you, I, I don't think you have all of them. I don't think, you probably don't have Cure Bowl. You know, you, I, I think you probably have them all because contracts and, and whatnot, but you, you – uh, First contract have been forfeited when they didn't play the game in uh, December or January. I, I think they just, I think they probably tighten the schedule so it doesn't happen over the same number of weeks. Also, I think you probably don't even have out of conference games. I think you move it to, to February, May the scheduling. Uh, you just say, you know what, conferences, these are our weeks, play your games, and we'll figure it out at the end. I don't think we'll have our Alabama game. I don't think we'll have our ECU game. Probably won't have our Murray State game. You know? Interesting. I think that it gets cut down very, very short, the whole deal. Yeah, but what about programs that, like, need that, you know, million right. five from, from, from Alabama? Alabama sells to pay us. <laughs> they still got to pay. Trans covers it because, like – Didn't they get the win, like, even though not playing? No, I, I, no, I think that – no, I, I don't think it happens at all, and I don't I – don't, well, I have no idea. I'm just saying I, I would not be surprised if they just say – Nope, we're doing conference only. It's made conference and conference championship games only, and we'll see how the bowls play out. Whatever bowls want to do, bowls can do. But um, think about this: the, the logistics, the scheduling of all that kind of stuff. I mean, 130 teams trying to figure out how to move games back and forth. I mean, for the most part, teams that play games at home can handle it. But there are other teams that share stadiums with other venues and events. It could possibly not work. Maybe. And then not an alternate site. I don't know. I mean it'll be interesting. Let's see what happens. We can talk about all we, we can talk about it all night long and we'll have no idea what's gonna happen and probably nothing we say is what's actually going to happen. Yeah, that's 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 my problem is you know, even when you brought up Fowler, I was like, Well, you know, was is this just like scuttlebutt or is it you know something from the NCAA? I think it's, I think it's his intelligent opinion, like his yeah. insider kind of like from what I'm hearing, from what I know. <laughs> This is what I think. And he also uh, delivers the news from a 24-7 sports network in a time when there is literally zero sports. So he's, you know, he's incentivized to kind of make stuff up. 
conversation. Yeah, you, sure. Maybe I just scroll into the the channels, like seeing like playing like old 2016 LSU versus Georgia games and stuff like that. Yeah, I gotta put something on screen, yeah, we, right? Um, we have. I got free epics for the month, and and I'll talk about the shows that I've been enjoying on um on last call. All right, Max Adrum, we'll look forward to that. <laughs> Who? Yeah, you you cut out. Your your upstream is really bad right now, apparently, or or my downstream is bad for just you. And Tim is fantastic. I was gonna say, Tim, am I glitching for you? You have glitched three times so far. Well, okay. Well, like right yeah. then. Yeah, you glitched right there. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, you wanted to talk about the Major League Baseball, didn't you, uh, Ryan? Is it you that brought it up? No, I brought it up. Let me brought it up. I think there are some cool stuff with major league baseball that could happen which i'm very excited about uh trying to figure out how to get their season in because they didn't get it started at all yeah like we should be week two or three into the the full season and there's uh kind of two plans that have come out as possibilities uh but either way they're talking about uh, obviously having a shorter season not playing all of the way too many 162 games but then even uh, shortening game to seven innings and doing double headers as well, uh, which I think would be really interesting. But would you see, if you have seven inning games, you've got to see an uptick in like perfect games or no hitters at least. Oh yeah, because your pitchers, you know, once once they make it, like, I guess now it's like if a pitcher makes it to five or six, starting pitcher makes it to five or six innings, you're kind of like, oh wow, man, it's a good good game for him. But for the most part, the best of the best, they make it to seven innings, right? So you get a pitcher right. makes it to seven innings. It could have a perfect game. It could have at least a no-hitter or something. Way easier than going to two more innings. Right, two additional innings. I get it. Yeah. yeah I think you'll see an uptick. In the stats would be big. Hey, there's got to be an asterisk in everything in the entire bat, baseball stats for this year if something like that happens. Across all stats, right. Oh yeah, for, for, I mean, even for hits, like you know, but you're not right. gonna have um, any kind of batting records set, hitting hit records, run records set in right. a seven inning game season, especially with fewer games. Um, another thing they said, as far as uh, something different, is instead of going to extra innings, go to home run derby. <laughs> that yeah. sounds like a video game, but I like. Yes, it. no, I'm all about this. I want a home run derby. Extra innings. I mean, it's almost like MLS and penalty kicks. Like, I feel like that's a. But so, a, so my, my my friends or family that I've known who who played competitive soccer say penalty kicks are the worst thing to happen to soccer because it it takes everything away from the sport. Right. Much like the single game series takes away from the playoffs in baseball. But, it does. Yeah. Well, because the single game series is uh, not a thing. Well, the, it, in, in the playoffs, it is. I just call it an elimination game. That's it. Yeah, it's not a series. Right, exactly. Uh, but I guess, so there's the two plans. Uh, one is called the Arizona plan. The other, uh, I'm calling the Grapefruit Cactus League plan. You guys hear about this? No. All right, so, you know, um, spring training for baseball is broken up into the, the teams that practice in Arizona, which is the Cactus League, and right. the teams that play in Florida, which is the Grapefruit League. So the idea was is to abandon all like divisions, leagues, everything, and just geographically build new divisions 
based off of how close spring training complexes are to each other. one. Yeah. So that would put the Braves in a division with the Red Sox, the Rays, the Twins, the Orioles. Like basically we're in an American League team at that point. Yeah. And I don't I have no idea what they do about the designated hitter or all that kind of stuff. I was gonna ask, what do they do there? <laughs> yeah. Maybe when they play at the Braves facility, the damn pitcher's got a hit. I don't I don't know. Uh, and then uh, the same thing would happen across in, in Arizona with the, the Cactus League, everything. Uh, I want this to happen so bad. This would be the coolest thing to happen to Major League Baseball in forever. I, I'm on board. I am so on board of doing this. And they would just move it back and forth between the practice facilities and each of the teams. No fans, no anything. Just record the games, put it on TV. I love it. That's a tough division, or whatever you call it. So the yeah, I don't know. I guess the um. So somebody that uh, some news outlet, whatever, did like ran the numbers based off of you know how many games we're supposed to win in our division, uh, in the NL East versus how many games we would win in this division, or how many games those are. And they said uh, they gave three examples of different divisions. And there was one where, like, well, these teams work out really, really well. And then this other division that the other teams do really, really poorly. And they specifically said the Grapefruit League South, which we would be in, uh, actually, there's like, it's pretty much even, Steven. Like, there's no big difference. Like, each team huh. is expected on the numbers, is expected to win about as many games as they would under the other one. So. I think it's cool. I think it's an awesome idea. I mean, I would much rather us play the games in the home stadiums. Sure. But if you're going to do something off the wall, that's kind of a fun way of doing it. It's interesting. Um, I mean, I'll be, I'd be all for it. I mean, well, I'd be all for anything at this point. I mean, even MLS, they're trying to figure out their season. Obviously, no fans, and they're going to call it MLS Studio. I mean, I'll take it. Start right. playing. I don't know. Figure out testing. Figure out how to keep everyone safe. And yeah. I'm sure there will be people watching MLS or MLB because literally there's nothing else going on. Oh, and people will watch whatever you put on TV. Well, I think we have a better chance of all of these sports because, like, the executives who have every reason to make sure this happens, like, this is literally their day for however long. It's like figuring out how to make sure it happens whereas like a lot of the stuff that got canceled i think we talked about this last week where it was like it got sprung on you you couldn't have expected it you just got to cancel like well the thing is also, i agree with you ryan i think that uh what it comes down to is everybody talks about like playing games without fans in the stand how can you play games without fans in the stand one thing tv money everything's about tv money like right. that yeah everyone talks about it. tv money controls everything tv money is the reason why yeah. we have a four-hour nfl game because of all the commercials so yeah, it may be weird to hear a game that's quiet and weird to play a game where there's nobody rooting or cheering for whatever. Just check in with the Falcons. We can fake. We can fake that. All they that's care fine. about. Shut up, Ryan. All they <laughs> care about is getting those those TV commercial dollars. And right now, people are so starved for football. Oh yeah, they will watch. Yeah. They will watch. They'll watch anything just to have some sports on TV. So the TV money's there. It's about finding the most creative way. To, to get that done, Monetize. which is why I like this idea of doing the, the spring training fields. The problem is it's a lot of logistics to manage. 
Because the other right. idea, the other idea is the Arizona plan, and that's taking all 30 teams, Major League Baseball, all the umps, all the personnel, and basically sequestering them to go to this one location where the Diamondbacks play, where they have apparently have like 12 complexes around there because that's where they do the, the Cactus League or whatever, and having these teams play all the games starting in May. Just nonstop games like off here. Hey, we talked about it last week, but starting possibly as early as late May and playing the games throughout to get everything together. But that's way easier to do. I mean, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of stuff to do, but it's all in one location. You can control everything. Whereas you put everybody back to their own spring training facilities, that's way more difficult to do. Sure. Um, but it's a lot less fun. Maybe cool. I'd still watch that in a heartbeat maybe a lot less fun because you're still playing the stupid Mets, the stupid Phillies and stupid everybody else in our division. Um, But uh, apparently the Arizona plan is the front runner, according to insiders that are tweeting. Fowler. So no, (laughs) I was going to be crap about uh, about, the baseball. Uh, also, they said it's the most, most viable plan, whatever. Um, they did make a comment. They said this would be, could be, the Arizona plan could be temporary until some teams go back to their host cities. Like, well, how can some teams go back? Are you going to fly teams from Arizona out to Atlanta, like in a test tube to keep them away from crap? Right. And fly them back. And I don't understand how some teams could leave and some teams just could stay. Yeah. And if they come back to their host cities, they're going to have stands. They're going to have fans in there, whatever. I don't know. I don't know how it would work either. Yeah. They also talked about having a uh, automated strike zone versus having that. Because yeah. like having an ump there violates a six feet rule. Also, I think so it's basically might. more accurate. Is what you're saying? I know exactly, Tim. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Like. If we do something that has an automated strike zone, unless it fails miserably, fans are mandated, right? No, you're ruining the game, all right? Like, the mistakes are part of the game. Thank you, Corona. Yeah, I'm not I'm not actually upset about this. I, I think it's really stupid that we, like, watch a replay for, like, dozens of times about, like, a foot going off sides or anything like that. I'm like, like we have robots that can do this. Yeah. <laughs> We don't have to. We don't have to. We don't have to do this. This whole replay business, the, the drama is not necessary. And robots don't catch diseases. They get viruses, I guess. So well, I guess we're in the same place. Um, but they also <laughs> said instead of keeping uh, players in the du- the dugouts, the bullpens, they would just put them in the stands. There's no fans there, so they could all be like separated from each other and not. Oh my dear lord! <laughs> Which I think is funny because you know they're all going to come across on the exact same bus from the hotel. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> do they have like um tall boys and stuff too like in the stands oh go back to old school i had not thought about that ryan that's brilliant yes i think we should go back to everyone it can they should have booze in the bullpen the dugouts and they should be drinking and partying and having a good time well they're not in the dugouts they're in the stands so you know no, you're at the park you, could, you should drink all the time during games back in the olden days did they i didn't know that yeah, like the 60s or 70s. Yeah. Before we were too uh, old to watch stuff. How do you drink yeah. with dipping in your mouth? Very carefully. Yeah, save super carefully. 
Did you see what they're doing over in uh, Taiwan for baseball? I have not seen that, Tim. They, uh, I'll share my screen. You can check it out. They're having um, cardboard and mannequins. Oh, I did see this. Yes. This is very oh, I Am Legend. Uh, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> Odd. Yeah. So, I mean, there's another view <laughs> of the, the fan, fans. The mannequins. The monkeys. The mannequins <laughs> and the signs still have to have masks. <laughs> no, don't let the mannequins get diseased. Don't let them get corona. We only and, have so many masks. And cheerleaders. You gotta have cheerleaders. For Wait, baseball. these are these are real. They're those just are real. These, they like, took... Those masks are so creepy. When I, those robots in the background, like, are those real? Can we get some of those over here? We, I mean they're real robots. We need all of it. They have drums. They could do the the Braves uh drum chop and everything yeah so so they have cheerleaders they have real life cheerleaders there but no 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 we can't have anybody else in the stadium with creepy ass masks <laughs> jesus I love do you have a creepy mask yet you got, hey i didn't ask you guys have masks yet i don't have one yeah um, I'll, I'll get mine for last call it's blue uh nice. my wife uh, has been making some masks but uh specifically made them for my well it's not specifically I think the only one that I have here was one she made for my sister. Uh, it's University of Tennessee uh, fabric because my sister. Was yeah. Uh, the only thing else I've got, I got one other thing, but I'm going to move it to uh, last call. Uh, one last thing before we uh, close this one out is uh, my dream of actually having football like straight from January through all next season or next year, whatever has come to an end because the XFL has folded. What? Oh, really? Already? Oh, you guys, it they played less really? games than the AAF, didn't they? They played the exact same number of games as the Alliance did. Yeah. They, uh, they announced uh, a couple of days ago, they suspended operation with no plans to restart in 2021. <sighs> Maybe the AAF can come back next year. They have a reason? Together. They they had money. Their money plan was for a full three years, but that money plan also included them having another several games happening and throughout the revenue coming through. They uh suspended everything. So yeah. Man. Yeah, I, I just don't understand how we can't get like a sub professional league in NFL. What like what is so bad about these players that like nobody wants to watch people who just don't make the nfl well, the nfl is like the literally NFL, the cream of the crop so few players go to the nfl the xfl right. was doing very well until this whole virus shut everything down i kind of thought the xfl would be the last sport to really shut down but yeah they, they're uh, just like we'll just keep trotting everyone out there it's exactly. okay exactly but it's just it's just weird the drop off like even the af like i was watching that football and was like what am I watching? This is just isn't that good, you know? How is this less good than college? That's what I thought too. Yeah, like, it better. doesn't make sense. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got for this episode, guys. You guys got anything else? Nah. All right. Nah, I just want to curse. <laughs> there you go. I already have. So. I know. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we're going to close this one out. Uh, thanks, Brian. Thanks, Tim, for being here. Uh, we're going to head over to Last Call, which is um, our unfiltered, uncensored talk about the first episode. friendly talk about whatever else we want to talk about. Uh, 
yeah so it's free to listen to on patreon.com slash state of atlanta this friday it will be free to anybody or for anybody if you're a patreon member it'll be available immediately to you as well so thanks again everybody for listening and uh go panthers bye y'all bye that's it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at State of Atlanta or on Facebook at facebook.com slash State of Atlanta. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, please rate and review us on your podcast app. Thank you very much and go Panthers.